my friends is Andy and Hedia coming live from California. <laughs> no, it's just California. <laughs> yeah, I thought I'd throw you off there a little we, bit. We look very zoomed in. We do. We do. No, we're the usual. It's normal. Hey, um, so you're saying you didn't like my graphic for today? Is yeah. it about helplessness? It is definitely about helplessness. Absolute helplessness. Yes. I thought that graphic. Despair. Yeah. That lady looked pretty. That was a lady? Despaired. Yes. Oh. It's despair to work. Go to California Paranormal. <laughs> yeah, go to CaliforniaParanormalAlliance.org, especially if you're in uh, Ventura, LA County. We will be there on March 14th uh, with an event that you will not want to miss. So make sure and subscribe so you can get the emails letting you know everything about it. Yes. And where to be at Novo Cafe. Um, oh, yesterday. Yesterday, we had uh, a lot happening here in our little town of Yorba Linda and Placentia oh, yeah. and Brea. Uh, a lot of um, uh, parents standing up for their kids and the mandates, the mass mandates. It was pretty awesome. Met some great people. Some I actually saw some new faces. I've been used to seeing the same people. Yeah. But uh, some people have been coming out and uh, and people from Whittier I met, which is oh, a neighboring city. Nice. So yeah, so it's been very good. People really care about what's happening and I'm really uh, encouraged about what's happening here. So let's keep it going. All right. Anything else? Nope. <laughs> I was just trying to figure out why we weren't on yesterday, but we had, uh, it started oh, with in one, LA too. It, yeah. It started with one rally and then we had a, a second rally just kind of emerged and then a third rally emerged Yeah, and we were going from school to school to school. So that's why. All right. Uh, we are reading from Smith Wigglesworth devotional for February 23rd. Everybody needs a come to Jesus moment. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us have had way too many. Yeah. Come to Jesus moments. Um, but it is entitled Come to Jesus. The reference, or, or should we say come and stay with Jesus? Yes, and don't leave. So you don't have to keep, keep, coming, keep back. coming back. <laughs> the reference is Matthew 8, 3, and uh, a portion of it says, I am willing, be cleansed. The scripture reading is Mark 1, 28 through 45. And Smith says, Today there are many needy, afflicted people, but I do not think most of them are half as bad as this first case that we read of in Matthew 8. This man was a leper. You may be suffering from tuberculosis, cancer, or other things, but God will show forth his perfect cleansing, his perfect healing. If you have a living faith in Christ, he is a wonderful Jesus. Amen. This leper must have been told about Jesus. So much is missed because people are not constantly telling what Jesus will do in our day. Probably someone had come to that leper and said, Jesus can heal you. So he was filled with expectation as he saw the Lord coming down the mountainside. Lepers were not allowed to come within reach of people. They were shut out as unclean. Ordinarily, it would have been very difficult for him to get near because of the crowd that surrounded Jesus. But as Jesus came down from the mountain, he met the leper. He came to the leper. There was no help uh, for him, humanly speaking, but nothing is too hard for Jesus. The man cried, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Was Jesus willing? You will find that he is always more willing to work than we are to give him an opportunity to work. The trouble is that we do not come to him. We do not ask him for what he is more than willing to give. If you are definite with him, you will never go away disappointed. Divine life will flow into you, and instantaneously you will be delivered. Jesus is just the same today, and he says to you, I am willing, be cleansed. 
He has an overflowing cup for you, a fullness of life. He will meet you in your absolute helplessness. All things are possible if you will only believe. God has a real plan. It is very simple. Come to Jesus. That's it. You will find him just the same as he was in days of old. I hearken back to the days of old. Uh, thought for today. You will never find Jesus missing an opportunity to do good. Wow. What do you think? Well, for me, this is, uh, I just speaks absolute life to me because this is the way I met Jesus, you know, so in despair, in, in despair, ultimate, uh, absolute abject, um, hopelessness. And he met me where I was in my living room. I didn't, I just called out to God to answer and to reveal himself and Jesus appeared. And so I just want to make sure our audience knows that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will meet you where you are, wherever you are, whoever you are. Um, I never in a million years, even though I was at the time listening to sermons about Jesus, I was a devout Muslim, but I had lost my relationship with God. I didn't expect Jesus would answer. And then I audibly heard the voice of Christ. So it was just like unbelievably supernatural that God does not need people. He does not need a building. Um, though we are commanded to preach as Smith reminds us to, to trigger, like, for example, I was led to these sermons by a girl who posted her pastor on social media. I don't even know who she is. I saw it on a tweet. Um, and so it's, it wasn't even a friend of mine. So yes, we just as we're commanded have an obligation to speak forth the gospel because you don't know who is getting what from it. Um, but he does the rest. The Lord does the rest. You're like the leper coming down the mountain or up going exactly up, whatever direction he was going. Exactly. I didn't have to go to Jesus. Jesus came to me. Yeah. I just called out his name. And the same thing that happened to my friend, Glenn, he was in prison in a cell. He didn't have a church. He didn't have friends. You know, Jesus met him where he was. That was interesting that Jack brought up the article that I showed you about the uh, Catholic priest who was saying the wrong word for baptism. Yeah, saying love we that instead brought... I. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> like... and then Jack brought up too that, what, what is all this shenanigans? <laughs> you, you don't need all this stuff. The words don't have to be perfect. Yeah. Um, that's the one thing that I learned early on when uh, I actually finally met Jesus because uh, I, um, uh, you know, I did the work of, of yes. actually believing where I, I was wandering around. But um, understanding that when I pray out loud, when we pray before we go live, uh, before we eat dinner, uh, before the kids, is that I used to be so hesitant because I didn't know if I was saying the right thing. Didn't know if I was saying the right words. And then I just had people over and over again say, it doesn't matter. Right. You just got to talk to him. Yes. He, he, knows, he knows your heart. Yes. And you may not get it right. You may misspeak about a, maybe a certain verse or what have you. And you only have to recite verses for him to come to you. Right. You just need to talk to him. Like you Amen. with your, your dad. So Abba, uh, father. Yeah. <laughs> it's still, I mean, still on occasion, I get a little bit nervous when people says, Hey, Andy, how about if you lead us in prayer? Like, uh Oh, well, when there's an audience, <laughs> it's just like any other kind of public speaking, right? Yes. We all get nervous. Yeah. Um, you gotta take that. I do. Oh, so, uh -oh. Sorry, so bye. <laughs>
So, yeah. So anyway, yeah, th that was always one of the most difficult things and still is, uh, especially in front of a group. And sometimes uh, during our Bible study with the men that I have on Saturday mornings, we're on a Zoom call and I still get nervous. So um, hopefully I'll get over that soon. I just want to bring up what April says. April says it took the pandemic to wake up some parents who are sleepwalking through life and, and on autopilot. And that is so true. And I think that also speaks to this devotional uh, is that we um, have been given the gift of our children and, and way too many parents were hoping that other people were going to do the heavy lifting of making sure that our kids were being taken care of and in schools. And so we assume maybe the school board was going to do it. We assume the district um, uh, leadership that uh, was in place. We, we thought that they cared about our children and that kind of stuff. And what we're learning is that, um, you know, God had, has given us our children and uh, given us the responsibility to make sure that we are uh, making sure that they're not in danger or, or being endangered by people um, that we thought we could trust. And it turns out in many cases, not so much. Uh, Carl says COVID-19 was like modern day leprosy, isolation, separation, and shaming for not wearing a mask. God's saving grace healed me. Yes. Oh my gosh, Carl. I'm glad that you're doing well, but um, that is the great thing that if, if anything came from uh, these last few years, I, we're, we're going on to our third year. Uh, funny enough, and now that I say that, I, I heard somebody saying, well, back in 2020, we, when this whole thing, you know, they were, they wanted to go back to 2020 when we knew nothing about the virus, very little about the virus. And we did certain things, but very quickly we realized that many of the things that we're being told to do, um, we're doing nothing uh, to protect people. But yet um, people uh, who want control, we're still hoping to hang on to those things that they could um, use to control us. And I believe, and I think many other people believe that the one thing that um, non-believers uh, in our government saw an opportunity to try to control those people that are uncontrollable, those of us who believe in God, that our leader is not in the White House, our leader is not in Sacramento or whatever state you're at, you know, whatever your uh, state capital is, or even your city um, you know, seat, the, uh, the mayor's office and the, uh, the, 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 um, the council people, um, that, that those are not your leaders. They are merely, merely people who are supposed to be representing us and what it is that we want in our communities, that our leader, our king is God. And so back to the original point is that this was an opportunity that many um, saw as an opportunity to try to control the uncontrollable. And those are the people that believe in God. And the good news is many people are coming to God and coming to a place where they are not going to allow that to happen, that they, they type tried to stay quiet. They tried not to uh, ruffle any feathers. I know of many people that are God and fearing people that, you know, during the period of time that many businesses went to zoom, that they had to take down stuff like, uh, Oh, where is it? It's like this American flag that's behind me. That's folded up in a triangle or the um, uh, second amendment sign that I have that, that when they're uh, uh, in their business meetings, their zoom calls with their, you know, with the people that they work with, that they, they couldn't have things like this. And even faith, what word is it? even the word faith would have offended somebody. And I knew and know of Christians who took those things down because they were afraid to get fired. They were afraid for people to 
to shame them or to call them racist because of possibly uh, having faith up behind you is showing that you're racist or having an American flag was offensive to people. And, and I just, I hope that they are still not doing that. I've, like I said, I talked to many people who said, well, I can't have an American flag. I have to be careful about what I wear. I have to be careful about this thing. But what we, what we saw is that it didn't matter uh, what you did, that you were going to be attacked at some point. And so hopefully people stop doing that and began uh, to not be afraid to speak out and speak up uh, because that's how we got into this, this problem is that we weren't willing to do that. Uh, Carl says this pandemic was about conditioning and control. Yes, so glad people are working up, up to the lies, working, waking up to the lies, sorry, not working up to the lies, waking up to the lies. Yes, for sure, Carl. Um, you know, that's, that's one thing I, I was kind of laughing at myself the other day. I was thinking that the fact checkers that back when they were saying any post about that masks don't work or that anything about the vaccines and, you know, when people were, and when the president uh, was saying that, you know, if you get the vaccine, you won't get COVID and they would fact check you. If you said, wait a minute, no, people are getting COVID <laughs> even if they've been vaccinated. And I was suspended for saying such things, but, but now with all the stuff coming out about uh, Hillary Clinton, you know, spying on the president, when you, all the information that's coming out about uh, the vaccines and the CDC hit information so that we didn't know how ineffective the vaccines were, how ineffective the masks were, that the CDC hit all this stuff that I'm wondering what all the fact checkers are doing now. They're like going, wait a minute, <laughs> just like just like two weeks ago, we were able to ban people and suspend people. But now can we still suspend them, even though this information is coming out and it becomes kind of laughable that uh, now these people that were uh, suspending us for what they were saying were lies and untruths that um, they are in fact, fact based and truth based. All right, let me get to a couple of these scriptures. And uh, maybe maybe Hedy will be off the phone call and be able to come back. But um, the first reference is Matthew 8, 3 at the very beginning of Smith Wigglesworth, where only the portion that said, uh, I am willing be cleansed was referenced here. The whole scripture says on uh, Matthew 8, 3, then Jesus put out his hand and touched him saying, I am willing be cleansed. Immediately, his leprosy was cleansed. That is amazing. I think I've shared this story uh, uh, several times where uh, at Anaheim Police Department, where I was a police officer, I got a, a, a disturbance call. And I think it was merely just loud music. And I went to contact the reporting party. And it was in the, you know, a lower income area of our city, uh, one of those little apartment complexes where there's like 10 apartments and there's a, you know, a lower level and an upper level. And the, the railing is very thin, you know, between the front door and where the railing is. And, and so when you knock on a door, you have to kind of, we're trained to knock and then stand to the sides just in case somebody shoots through the door that they won't hit you. Um, and that goes with any call because a domestic violence call can turn deadly right away. Even a, a uh, I've had a couple, uh, you know, loud music calls that turned deadly right away. And so thankfully I had kind of turned to the side of the door after I had knocked and I was by myself and opening the door was a leper and it was, it was shocking and I don't get shocked very easy <laughs> and I don't lose my breath. You know, I, uh, I just, my, I'm, 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 a, I'm the youngest and I had an older brother who, who spent most of his, uh, uh, you know, our childhood trying to scare me and to um, torture me. And so I had a high tolerance to stuff like that. But when the leper opened the door, if you've never experienced a leper, um, it's shocking, uh, the, the amount of just bumps and, and stuff going on with his face. He could barely see his eyes and his arms were all full of growths and, and just 
oddity and his fingertips and that kind of stuff. So when you open the door, it's like it catches you off guard. And um, and so when I hear these stories of the lepers, if because I've experienced what a leper looks like and hear of the healing of a leper, it's astonishing uh, to me. So in the idea that um, God, uh, Jesus Christ, um, has this power to heal somebody with leprosy, it just means, wow, I, I just, it, it is astonishing. Again, you, you'd almost have to experience and see it. The reason I bring up the distance between the guard railing of the upper stairs and where the door was is that it only leaves a couple. So when he opened the door, he and I were like uh, almost face to face, but thankfully I was to the side of the door. And I don't know what happened if I, if I would have got startled back and flipped over the railing because when he, when he, when he came up, it actually caused me to recoil. And I, and I felt so bad uh, that that happened because um, I, I hope that his feelings didn't get hurt when that would happen. But seeing uh, what happens, <laughs> Uh, I miraculously that, reappeared. <laughs> I was just talking about the, the leprosy and that I'm just seeing that Jesus Christ, you know, has this ability in the story to heal somebody just as like amazing to me. It is, it is spectacular um, that he can do such things. If he can do that. Right. I mean, what else can he do? I mean, in addition to creating the universe and the world and the water <laughs> and the, all the animals. Uh, all right. So let's get, um, we missed your reading. So here we have, I saved Mark 1, 28 through 45 for you. You haven't read it yet? No, I got so stuck on the very first one <laughs> and got, uh, I know you find this shocking, but I got a little long-winded. Oh, did you? Yes. It, oh, oh, I know. got it even worse when I wasn't here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ne needling you. Mark 1, 28 through 45, had you? Got it. And immediately his fame spread throughout all the region of Galilee. Now, as soon as they came out of the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. But Simon's wife mother lay sick with a fever, and they told him about her at once. So he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and immediately the fever left her, and she served them. At evening, when the sun had set, they brought to him all who were sick and those that were demon-possessed. And the whole city was gathered at the door. Then he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out so many demons. And he did not allow the demons to speak because they knew him. Isn't that fascinating? He didn't allow the demons to speak because otherwise they would say, Christ, son of God. And he didn't want them to let on that wow. they knew. That's, that's so deep. Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place. And there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with who were with him searched for him when they found him they said everyone is looking for you but he said to them let us go into the next towns that i may preach there also because for this purpose i have come forth and he was preaching in their synagogues throughout all of galilee and casting out demons now a leper came to him imploring him kneeling down and saying if you are willing you can make me clean then jesus moved with compassion stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him i am willing be cleansed as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. And he strictly warned him and sent him away at once and said, see that you say nothing to anyone, but go your way and show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing those things which Moses commanded as a testimony to them. However, he went out and began to proclaim freely and to spread the matter so that Jesus could no longer openly enter the city, but was outside in deserted places. And they came to him from every direction. So he spoke so much of the miracle that Jesus was like too much of a celebrity anymore to 
be able to walk the streets of Galilee. And it's interesting. Matthew has the same. Is that the same leper? Same story? Yes. So, and so these two books were written separately. Yeah. Well, a lot of the four gospels repeat several of the stories mm -hmm. because they've, they were all witnesses to the same stories. Mm -hmm. They just have slightly different accounts of them. And interestingly, I don't know if anyone listening has heard this before, anyone who listens in the future. I had one um, Bible teacher tell me that these were all different stories and that he firmly believed they were all different stories. That's not the consensus of opinion. The consensus of opinion, these are all the same stories related in different facts. But I wonder if anybody else has ever heard that, that these are actually different stories. Um, and that's why the details are different. So for me, and Carl's on here too, he's a former police officer. Um, or is he still a police officer? I can't remember if he retired or not. <laughs> Carl, sorry. Um, but um, it's not unusual to have different eyewitness statements of, course. of the same event. Of course. Um, so it could be just the, the take that they had of what it meant to them. Yes. Um, so an important, it would yeah, be interesting to know. If right. it's the same story or not. All right. Matthew 8, three, eight, eight 2, not through 2. And this is Matthew's version of the same story. And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Same words. Yes. And Mark 9, 23, Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. And then Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Oh. Huh. Do we need to discuss also um, retired? Almost four months. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's been recent. So, yeah, Carl's retired. Um, is it important to discuss that when, even when we, it's, so if we pray and we want healing mm -hmm. and we don't get healing, that isn't necessarily saying that jesus isn't listening or isn't oh it's not but, our time it's god's timing too it's not a it's not a jukebox it's not jackpot jesus where you say i'm gonna put in a quarter and i want three lemons you know what i mean to come out <laughs> asking you shall receive seeking you shall find knocking the door shall be open to you but is it in accordance is your will aligned with god's will for you are you obedient are you surrendered does he have a plan and a purpose laid out that's that, that its timing is different than you expect. Some of the prayers God doesn't answer is because he has something completely different in mind for us that we can't see. And so we just, <laughs> uh, April, like my jackpot pieces. Uh, we just can't, we can't assume that a single request unanswered in our timing means Jesus is not listening. It's absolutely not true. What do you say to the critics that would say, well, that's convenient that you have you if you pray that no matter what happens, it's Jesus. Like if nothing happens, you say, well, that's Jesus. If something happens, you know, it's no, it may not be accident. Jesus that it doesn't happen. Hmm. It may actually be our own sin or shortcomings. Like, wow. if, <laughs> let me give a great example. Okay. We say. Um, please, Lord, give me a better job. I really need a job. I need a good job. I don't have a job. And you get five uh, requests for a job to do a job, but you don't want to do any of them. You say, well, Jesus, why didn't you answer my prayer? I keep asking for a job and you didn't give me one. So like, what are you talking about? I sent you five opportunities. You refused all of them. 
You know what I mean? So yeah. s- same with dating. Oh, please send me a man. Please send me a husband. And everybody who comes, you're like, no, not that one. No, no, he's too fat. He's too skinny. He's too rich. He's too poor. He's too old. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, I've heard it all. I mean, every woman I know is like, every time you ask, okay, well, what's wrong with that guy? Well, yeah, he's, he's got this wrong or that wrong or this wrong, you know? So yeah. is that Jesus not sending a husband? Yeah. At least you didn't say he's too short. I did. I said tall or too short. <laughs> Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. Maybe I just didn't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't talking about anybody in particular. I was hoping. I'm, I mean, I listen to people other than healing. I listen to people tell their Jesus didn't answer me story. And I literally, and I don't know if it's the Holy Spirit or discernment, know exactly why it wasn't answered. Or that it was answered and they're not listening. Like, and I have to keep myself from saying anything because it's so apparent to me what's happening, but so not apparent to the person who's relaying the story. And again, I told you, I don't, I've, I've always had a bit of discernment, but so I don't know if that's what it is, but like, I can almost, like, I really want to badly say, well, you know what, you're actually doing X, Y, Z, but I just kind of leave it alone. Um, I think what's important is this, it's it's to understand is that it's easy. It was so it was easy when I was agnostic to find all the flaws in believing in God, right? Because of course I wasn't a believer, so nothing happened. <laughs> but disaster. <laughs> um, but when you believe, and when you are struck by the 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 greatness of God. And we pray as much as we pray and the difference that we, um, how we live our lives, you know, for the most part, we, we, again, we're still sinners, but um, you, I see as much as I used to see God not working, at least what I thought now, 10 times, tenfold, I see God working. And it's, it's miraculous. I mean, I have God's glasses on. It is miraculous. And that's the only thing you can share with people and say, you got to understand, you got to, you just got to, you got to understand what I'm trying to tell you is that you will not see God's greatness until you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and savior. And you can, you can sit back and, and well, criticize all you want, but it's not, it's, it's something you have to experience. And it's interesting because I had this um, conversation with my daughter about, so uh, I want to try to be able to explain it without giving out too many details, but <laughs> Um, she's in her first like teenage relationship with this boy and she was just like telling me how amazing it was. And I, and I didn't want to, I wanted to find a way of, of reminding her of God's truth that I've been telling her for the past couple of years without saying, I told you so, Yeah, you know what I mean? Because I didn't want it to be negative. And I said, I said this, do you see now why? I told you that this is what God wants for you. And she giggled and she's, and she says, no, well, yeah, I guess so. And I was, and I, my point to her was that when I tell you a man is made for a woman, I, I, it's not because I wanted to um, oppress you and not, and not give you a, a, a million options for your future, but because God created the universe with precision. This isn't a random smashing together of some rocks and then some 
fish eggs turned into Adam and Eve, but like people like, I'm like, this yeah. is not chaos. This world is not chaos. It's not, it didn't come from a series of, of happenstance things that occurred. I said, so when I tell you a man and a woman belong together, I said, you should feel a magical chemical, biological chemical reaction, a chemical reaction. Yeah. Like literally you should be able to feel a chemical reaction when you two come together. Um, and that's kind of just, the same thing I was talking about with, with accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that it's so much different, right? That it's a, it's also a chemical reaction. That love that you feel from that's Jesus. That's what I was trying to explain. That's the yeah. analogy I'm making. Oh, look at you! Look Is at that you. once you, that before you meet Jesus, everything's a bunch of random instances in your life. You're like, yeah. oh, my relationship sucks. Oh, job. Oh, I'm so stressed out. My back hurts. Like it seems like everything's entirely random. Yep. But then when you meet Jesus Christ and you have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, everything starts to make sense. It's like the matrix. Mm -hmm. Suddenly it's a Rubik's cube. Suddenly you realize, oh, wait a minute. If I move this red block down and bring yellow up, I actually may form the color line. You know what I mean? Like it all, the pieces are a puzzle that start to make sense mm -hmm. as opposed to a bunch of random chaotic events. It's kind of almost better for her. I'm excited for her to feel that. Yeah, you know, that chemical reaction. But absolutely, you know, we want them to control the chemical yes. reaction. <laughs> People are like, how weird are you? A bunch of weird Christians. No, I mean, if you knew the backstory, you'd understand. Yeah. But yeah, the, definitely the heart a contained pattern. I mean, it's like you and I met when I saw you. You know, yeah. and I know that yours was probably ten times stronger than mine. But uh, <laughs> when I saw you, and I go, oh, and then I mean, it's it was so strong that my son, who was fourteen at the time, yeah. could feel it. Like he immediately goes, wait, like he got. He, got, uh, he was in the in the sphere of the chemical uh, yes. reaction. Like, oof, like, that's gross. Apparently everyone around us yeah. that they felt it. <laughs> I love that. That's God's greatness. Uh, I just want to go back to what Danielle just said here, if you want to read it. I've never heard their different stories. I've heard that, the, and she's referring to my comment about the stories in each of the Gospels being repeated in several of the Gospels. I've heard that the details are slightly different because of the writers. For instance, Luke tends to get more into details, whereas someone else like John talks more about the emotional mm. aspect. Yes, this is the way Pastor Jack explains it too. But this one pastor that I was speaking to was like, no, 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 they're clearly different stories. So um, I was curious if that is, and I know it's not the overwhelming majority opinion, but I was wondering if this is just like one sole weirdo out there that thinks that. God's will, but faith is a must. Not proclaim it and claim it religion. Amen. <laughs> exactly. That's good, Carl. And Danielle is giving us some applause for uh, Is that, that applause or high five or I think, I think, I praise I hands or? I don't know. <laughs> that's the controversy. Actually, that's a good question. It's something they do this. I thought it was praise hands. Or uh, deaf people. When because I have another they... one that was like this. Oh. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's raised. Maybe it's raised hands or it's. The, <laughs> what you know, is this? Deaf people. That's how they, that's how they, say, oh, you know, how they say yay. That sign? Huh? Sign language? You yeah. Mean? Signing? Yeah. Okay. When everybody's applauding. You're like, what? I was like, deaf language is <laughs> signing, right? <I'm> like, huh? <laughs> You're so cute. <laughs> You're so cute. Well, my favorite things to do is watch the deaf signer. No, the at person the in sign language at church is watching them. I, I can't uh, sometimes take my eyes off of them doing the songs and stuff like that. Yeah. And or uh, or are like our church mates. Do. Yeah. 
Yes, we have some church mates that like to do the motions. Oh, the yes. <laughs> and, and to do like steeple, all the church. <laughs> Fires going <laughs> the people, the church. <laughs> oh praise hands. God. Oh, it is praise hands. It is praise hands. Yes. Thank you, Danielle. As you oh. know, it's been a long road. Yeah, it's so awesome. And, but yeah. that's what I mean by having God's word become life. You say something to people, but when it comes to fruition when they actually experience the mm. majesty of god's creation they get a completely different perspective yep. you know um i i wanted to also relay a story about uh we we god's will and talking about healing because i think healing is a really is a really interesting mystery a part mm. of like when you listen to smith he's like okay, there's no Christian that should be sick. He literally said that. He's like, you shouldn't have a single sickness if you're a Christian. And I was like, okay, I don't know about that. Even Paul, the apostle Paul had a sickness. But nonetheless, putting that aside, when, um, and we know a person, I've relayed this story to you, where I, it's, you know of people that are praying for healing and that are, uh, have debilitating autoimmune diseases or whatever it may be. And there's, and you wonder why they don't ever get healed and they're strong believers. And you're like, what is happening right now? But I'll tell you one that I've witnessed, like, I cannot say that their life, he, she, he, I'm not going to specify which one it is, has gotten better since they were healed. Like mm. he or she may feel physically better that they were healed. But if you were to, as an outsider, look at their lives, I don't know if you could say that that situation is better as far as God's purposes are concerned. Wow. I understand who you were talking about. We could talk later. <laughs> <laughs> well, because God saves everybody for his glory so that we could save other people. And so if you're sick at home and you end up spreading the gospel mm -hmm. because you're at home and you're doing a online ministry and then you get healed and you're out, you know, um, doing a bathroom remodels, which, which, which one, which one does the Lord prefer? Don't know. It's food for thought folks. Yeah. And then we have another friend who he's, he's actually, he keeps getting healed. But then he gets it again. Yeah. What's that all about? I don't know. That was, that I mean, they're true. miraculous. I mean, he, he should have been dead twice based on what I heard the diagnosis was. Yes. There was no reason that he Just should have recovered. It reminds me of a story of the Bible when one of the um, prophets asked God when they, uh, he, he sent one of his prophets to tell the king that he was going to die. And the guy started crying hysterically and said, I've been such an obedient servant. Please give me more years. And then the prophet heard from God, okay, I'll give you 15 more. Oh. Um, yeah. I can't remember the name of the king. Maybe somebody listening does. But uh, yeah, it's just, and actually my mom claims, of course, she, she's not a believer, but she claims that she saw the angel of death come to their bed to take her um, about 20 years ago. And she started crying hysterically and said, no, I want to see my granddaughter's wedding. And then he said, okay, and left. Wow. So like that, the last story could have been total hoax, but uh, 
but the story of the Bible, <laughs> just putting it out there, folks. <laughs> but the story of the Bible um, is true. And so, you know, some people may have gotten a longer lease um, because they had good left to do on the earth. God's mutable will. So interesting. We will mm-hmm. never, we will never know some of the mysteries until yes, we are with him. Yes, you can ask him. Exactly. You remember? Okay. Yeah, so and so. What was that all about? Right. Explain that. And it'd be awesome. If he goes, okay, let me explain. So what happened was he was able to lead five more people to me, and I needed to give him that more time so he could do it. But I needed. It to literally could like, be just that simple. Or there was just one person that needed. I needed Amy to come to me. Yeah. Can't wait. I got chills. (laughs) Hey, if you want to hear some other greatness on the podcast, you're going to need to go to the Edify app. And that's where you'll find other Christian podcasters. So here's how you get the app. This podcast is part of the Edify podcast network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcast today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. E-D-I-F-I dot app. <laughs> Hello. What? Yes. Such crazy people that we have in the service industry. Yeah. Um, really? Yeah. All right. Well, sorry about that. We can't tell you exactly what this is all about, but <laughs> I'm dealing with my father's estate and it's just kookiness constantly. Apparently not easy. He wanted you to raise your father from the debt and write a letter and write, have him write a letter and then you could go back. Yeah. This is a, it's like, are you Jim? Did you, my, my father's passed like four months ago and he's like, <laughs> Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so it's going to be a completely different plan then. And I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> All right, my friends. We love you guys. Have a blessed day. And um, have a, make, make a, a, an opportunity for having, a, having a, a divine appointment. Find the opportunity at the bank or at the grocery store to say, you know, Jesus. That'd be awesome. Have you ever met Jesus? Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. You have any of those tracks you can hand out to people? I do. Yeah. I have tons of them. I should carry some on my truck. You should. <laughs> you want to? Uh, you want to? Huh? Hold on. Here. Hold on. We're not signing off yet. Yes. I God bless, Carl. Amazon, folks. Like this. What is that? It says your, your ticket, your ticket, your to, ticket heaven. to heaven. Oh, where'd you get that it's one? I've little, never seen that one. It's a, just a little flyer. So if you're shy and you don't feel like saying anything, you could just hand it to somebody in the gas station. Oh. Yeah, yes. Give me that package. What are you doing keeping that for yourself? Oh, look at that. All God right, bless my friends. you guys. We love you. God bless. Bye. Bye. Uh-oh. Which one am I? <laughs>